two quick things. Number one, I changed all of this. Like, I was going to do a writing thing. Here's why. Teachers are great this way, right? Last April, we have this thing called Young Authors, right? Young Authors. March is reading month, but then April comes and it's, ooh, it's author time. And so you get like a fancy author. It could be the chalk artist guy. It could be maybe a local person that's published something. This year, it was so exciting because Sherry Tibby, who works at my school, says, hey, Joel, how about you be the young author? And I was like, well, two problems. A, not young. That's <laughs> 43, right? But I'm also not an author by any stretch, all right? But I say yes because that's what teachers do. I'm like, sure, yeah, I'll be a young author. Um, Fast forward, it's presentation day. And I have a problem with humbleness. I'm a little prideful sometimes. I like a show, go figure. And so, literally, in this presentation, there was circus music involved, right? <laughs> there was like a show at the beginning that I was going to march on, and I had all these great, unbelievably creative, awesome plans. And midway through, I was telling this story. And I had done numerous awesome things previously. Like I had landed a cartwheel, I had juggled, I had done all of these wonderful things. And I was walking and I went on my ankle. And at that precise moment, I said to my, in my brain, I said bad words first, but then I said, <laughs> I know that I just broke my ankle. I am positive of it because you get this nauseous feeling and you're like, there was laughter, because kids laugh when people fall. Right? <laughs> Tremendous bursts of laughter. Ah, Mr. Myers, part of the story. It was not part of the story. <laughs> so I am down on the ground and thinking to myself, what have I done? Why on earth does this happen to me? So a few of these slides, like this first one, I see it and I'm like, oh no, that was the first slide in that presentation. And I have like a traumatic experience thinking, this is going to happen again. But then God's awesome. So God said, okay, we won't talk about writing. I've done music once before too and I only get music people and that kind of thing too. Second thing that happened prior to trying to put this together, um, I was in the hallway and our art teacher, Lynn Grothuis, fabulous lady, right? She's got the kids looking at this art. They're all in line. And they had studied some artists who became famous like when she was seven or something like that. And so she was kind of asking them, like, oh, when did this artist become famous? Oh, when, when she was seven. And then she said, when did you guys become an artist? And I stopped like, what are they going to say, right? What are they going to say? And one of them says, when we were born, right? When we were born, that's when I became an artist. And then Lynn, because she's awesome, she goes, and maybe none of us are famous artists yet. And probably, maybe, that's going to take a long time, or maybe never. But you're an artist. So then I was like, okay, I figured out what we're going to talk about now, right? So the name of the presentation, and it's, it's really in just two parts, right? I called it Pass It On because at my school, and I know there's other schools that do this too, we try and teach and work and hang out with, for me, seven and eight-year-olds all day long, right? The whole year goes by, and we notice things, right? 
we notice things about them. We notice their giftedness, right? We, we notice their personalities. We notice how they're artists. We have a tradition where we write a few of these things down, and then we put them like scroll form, and put them into a baton, right? And so the whole idea is, is you know, as they exit my class, they're going with this baton of hopefully um, kind of God sightings, things that I see in them, things that they did, characteristics that only they have. And so I'm like, I like that idea of passing it on because teachers need to do that too. I love CEA, but I love seeing other teachers say, this is what I'm doing right now. Not like, this is what I'm doing, like braggy, but just saying, this is what I'm working on right now. And so I definitely want to pass on some thoughts about being creative in the classroom. The second thing is this summer, I learned about creativity in a whole new way. I was always of the persuasion, and even I know my teachers would tell me, like, oh, you're so, you're just creative, Joel, right? You've got creative, you're just special, you know? Which was great, that made me feel really good, but it also made me think, like, I'm in this group that's, I don't know, hippie creative or something, like, um, that's, and then there were other people, right, that even teaching partners of mine that said, well, I don't, I'm not that way. This summer, this is the second half of the whole presentation, this summer it was like, no, that's not creativity. That's not what it should look like, right? Instead, it's more of innovation, right? It's a doing thing. So that it could be basket weaving, or it could be culinary arts, or it could be mowing the lawn that you're being creative. It could be worship. It could be all of these different things. But a lot of times we think in our heads, all right, I just can't draw, or I can't sing, or I'm not funny, or I'm not an actor, so therefore I'm not creative. This summer, through the OAISD, I learned some really cool protocols that all of my kids can do to like work on their creative process. And so that's kind of the second half, and that's what the big packet's all about. I ripped it off. None of it's mine, okay? But with permission from Gwen Lubin at the OAISD. So, and that's the part, like the teacher part, where I'm like, well, I could show you all this stuff that maybe I'm doing, but I don't want you to be me. That'd be weird, right? I want instead you to be like empowered and say, oh yeah, here's, here's ways that my kids can come up with lots of ideas, or here's ways that we can start our own PBL, or whatever, okay? Creative stuff. Anyway, talk too long. So, two quotes, really fast ones, and these are the only, the one time I did CEA, like I, it was like writing a college paper, like I had sources and all this stuff, and it was, it was awful. These are two quotes that I really think, like, this actually works. So this one talks about kind of the difference between creativity and innovation. It says, creativity is thinking up new things. There's a lot going on up here. But innovation is actually doing new things, right? It's like, and I'm a bad builder, like I'd be a horrible engineer, but the doing part of creating is the exciting part, right? That's the part you know your kids will love. And then the second quote that kind of makes good sense too, this training that I did, they kept saying this over and over again. They said, all right, the only way that you can really learn how to do this process is to actually go and try it and do it. 
so it was one of those awkward, awkward kind of seminars where you would try it out on teaching partners, right? And you'd, but it's good. You have to do that. Otherwise, when you take it back to your classroom, you know that you're either going to be convinced because you saw it work, or you're going to be like, right? So both of them have doing, right? Doing in them. So let's do some stuff, all right? So we serve a great God. And I have a life verse that I love. And it goes like this. It says, look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles, his judgments he pronounced. You're his servants, descendants of Abraham, his chosen ones, the children of Jacob. Right? So that's part of our Christian life is to like say, I've seen wonders, right? I've seen amazing stuff. So I want, and I know it's a little awkward, and this is not a singing class, but a lot of my Bible memory, actually all of it except for like the huge like Christmas chunks or the Easter verse, I can't really put those to a tune yet. That's very hard. But small, like two to three verses, I try to make up a song. And you guys know you do it too in your own classes. Right? You know you're doing potions and all these whatever it takes, right, to bring the children to the Lord. So this song, take a listen the first time, and then let's actually try to sing it the second time. Hopefully the sound and everything still works. Just listen. Seesaw. This is really fun. Hey guys, I'm going to say my Bible verse. This is going to be so fun. So cool. 
Look to the Lord in His strength. Seek His face always. Remember the wonders He has done. His miracles and judgments He pronounced. I like your shirt. You, His servants, <laughs> descendants of Abraham, His chosen ones. <laughs> Children of Jacob. So, there were other kids too who were like so nervous like Luke, this next kid he's like Mr. Meyer I don't think I can do it so I tried to help type out like some words so that as he sang it, you gotta hear his voice though it's hilarious, so I got a picture of him he's like an aspiring drummer too so like you gotta root for him right I found him one time on Central he was playing his clarinet which he doesn't know how to play. But he's playing the clarinet. And he got a foot tambourine just recently. So there he is, sitting, you know, like on his little stool or whatever. And he's like, Especially of writing. I love to write, but the kind of writing that I would do would be like Captain Underpants, right? It would be little doodles, probably be an edge of inappropriateness, you know, or it could be a rap song, you know, who knows? That was my kind of writing, and certain teachers like embraced that, and other teachers were like, yeah, here's a cursive page for you to do. Right? Fourth grade was brutal, not because of Mr. Van Vogt, although he was pretty formidable, um, but it was more brutal because I knew I had to write everything in cursive in this book, and it bummed me out because I was bad at it, right? So early on, I want my kids in my classroom, and I know you feel the same way, I want them to feel like creative license to, to really do what they love, Right? Do what excites them, be it a worship song or playing the clarinet. Um, but I really want them to try lots of stuff out. We make stuff, right? And it's bad, normally. Like, look at this. Here's my mom. Her name's Winifred. They call her Winky. Like, <laughs> but this is what we create for when we're little, right? We do this. We go, 
here you go. I made this for you. Your kids still, probably if you're elementary, right? They still create stuff, and you're like, oh man, I gotta put this crazy monkey right up here, you know? Post it on your app, whatever. Um, but it's not always great. But the cool part about it is, it's all art, and it's all meant to be passed on and published and done, even if it's not perfect, all right? Look at dad. Look at even the spelling of dad. Good job, Joel. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> now, we grow up, right, and our voices kind of change. And you kind of look in as a creator because we're all that way. And we kind of say, all right, what's my voice going to be like? What things am I going to create? Uh, what things excite me? What, what gives me passion? How am I valuable um, within a project? Like, am I the art person or am I the, the vocal person or, or whatever? Maybe I'm the diligent worker that's actually going to lead some people. I don't know what. But the cool thing is, it doesn't matter what it is. And that's kind of the secret of kind of what I learned this summer, too. It's not the product it's the process of getting there that's beautiful. And I think we live in such a culture soapbox like that says, um, you got to be the best at it or don't do it, right? I got to be the winner on the voice or I got to, you know, have this many likes or, or whatever. Like, I've been making music for 20 years and no one's noticed. But that's okay, right? I got my own CDs because I made them myself. But that's okay, right? Kids need to know that and not have this weird cultural expectation that says, oh, you're going to make it someday. Because they probably won't. And they'll be just as happy if they don't. Probably happier. Right? So, growing up, um, I had these teachers that really, slowly but surely, just encouraged me more and more to be myself. Right? If I liked doodles, these are actual Joel doodles. They're not that good. But they were characters and they were mine. And so, that creativity... It turned into kind of innovation because I actually was doing it, right? I wasn't just thinking about being an artist, but I was doing it and, and trying to show what it looked like. So I kind of came to this conclusion, like, could I, could I kind of do school um, and was I school rule kind of creative, right? There's kind of these unwritten rules. And writing, like I said, I write a whole, this whole song I wrote pretty much about my love-hate relationship with writing in school. Because as a writer, I felt like I could do so many creative things, but whenever I got my paper back, it had like all these red marks. Like there were all these rules in writing that I sucked at. And it was tiresome, right? So I made a song, and I sing it in my classroom all the time. It's actually a writer's workshop song. So like when they hear, pencil and a paper are my enemies, they know that they're going to like go over to the writer's workshop area and we're going to do something amazing. Um, but this class was cool because they said, this is a sad song, Mr. Meyer. This is it. Why are they our enemies? We should have like another verse. So every 100 days, I don't like day 100. Raise your hand if you like day 100. If you do, that's cool. That's good, good. Keep them on. All right. <laughs> day 100 annoys me for a couple different reasons. But instead of like crabbing about it, I said, you know what? One year as the only Christian, I'm like, we're going to do something totally out of the box. We're going to make a music video on day 100. I don't know what it's going to be about, but it's going to be awesome. And so these next few videos are kind of a 
creative process that my class does every day 100. My class already knows this year that it's coming, right? It's going to happen. So we're already listing like and observing some ideas that they might have. So this class, I made them all be either pencils or papers. They have to be one or the other. tradition that, all right, even already, you know, a couple weeks into school, Mr. Meyer, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I don't know. You tell me. So, like, as we go through, we just write down ideas. That's what people do when you have an idea. You're like, oh, I should put that on a list of possible cool things that, that we could do. So, and it's funny, too, because Zero the Hero is on every single video, right? Um, because it's day 100, and so it's neat to kind of rope in um, that component as well. And Zero the Hero's wife is a sitting right Yeah, <laughs> he's like, there he is. He really misses doing that, right? <laughs> so whatever you do, and this, again, I get super pumped because when I'm walking down the halls of you know, CEA and I see someone who's like been in my class, A, that's scary, but B, it's cool because like, the pass on happened, right? This class, they had this brilliant idea. This is in Grand Haven. We're going to make this play. You've heard the book, right? The Great Kapok Tree. They wanted it to be a play. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like a lot of work. Right? <laughs> oh. But this class in particular was all about it. And they assigned roles. This kid, even right here, it's great. I saw him at Camp Geneva this summer. And all of a sudden, I'm like, Oh my goodness, you're already in college. You're like being, like studying to be a teacher. It just makes you super excited. So 
Go all in. Kids love that, right? We know that. Just be there. Go all in and be like, yeah, let's try it. And then all of a sudden, they're drawing stuff that looks kind of like your classroom, which is really cool. I didn't draw that. Somebody who was way more talented than that. And then one of my students. So where you go, follow your kids. We have a boring history unit about Zealand. It's awful, right? Awful unit. But instead of just being this is awful and non-creative, the kids like get so pumped if we can actually walk into our community and go visit places that they've gone by so many times but they don't understand what it's there for, right? Super cool. This last year they're like the guy that like founded Zealand, um, Mr. Vandy Luster or whatever his last name is. They asked, where is he buried? And I said, I don't know. I have no idea where he's buried. I'm assuming in Zealand somewhere. I researched it, obviously, but we went and we found this guy. We took a picture of him. Like, here's the tombstone. He actually, like, really anyway. Keep inviting people to your classroom, too. All right? Kevin Conrad is such a cool, super quirky, weird guy. But I admire him a ton. And so I had a student teacher just last year say, oh, I'm kind of related to him. I'm like, get him in here somehow, right? I want that to happen. And so he says something really cool about creativity. Um, This is his piece. Let's take a look. That's really fun. 
So, revision. All right, revising things, changing things, kind of innovating them, right? I had this group, and they were so hilarious, but they hated to change their writing after it was done. It was kind of like me with the red marks, but they were like, oh, we're going to go back to this same story again? Yes, we are. So, made a song about it. And it's actually from Lucy Calkins. She says, you know, use your revise eyes. So you're supposed to, you know, look at things in a new way. So this is called revise eyes. This song is this summer. Student teacher, she had no idea. There she goes. Did you see her? There he is again, Mary Ellen. Sorry. <laughs> about them. So it made perfect sense um, to really do that kind of thing. Again, day 100, same deal. So, And all the stuff they did, they made it at home. I like said to parents, and I gave examples, like, oh, you should you know, try to make some cool glasses. Um, so here's a list, and this is going to be in a moment, I'm going to make you stand up, you're going to hate it. But this is like halfway point. Um, so where to be innovative, right, in your teaching? And this is just a huge list of just different things, um, from making videos to doing songs, um, recording books. Kids love your voice. They would sit and listen to it all the time, right? So record books, um, record poems, post things on blogs, use things like Seesaw or whatever that parents and kids can see, like, hey, this is other people creating stuff, all right? Do it in all subjects. Go kid create it over Pinterest. Perfect, please. Like, there's so many bad products my kids are made. 
That's embarrassing, right? You're like, what have you done? But it's theirs, right? Like, I can make a really good poster because I'm an adult. Um, but they're not, right? So um, follow their ideas. Like if they start going down a road, just follow them for a while, right? It's like being a good parent too, right? You're watching your toddler. You're following them. You're following them. You know they're going to be okay, right? But you're just following them. Um, stretch breaks, which we're going to do in a second. Um, add cool background music to all different things. Have traveling music wherever you go. Um, and do new stuff too, all right? So we got it. Oh, we're doing awesome. I know, sorry. Because it's after lunch. Let's quickly stand up if you are able, in body or spirit. <laughs> That's the new one, right? <laughs> so some people like, oh, my spirit's not standing right now. I am going to do, I love the gospel group this morning, right? And I love their call and response, right? They go, then you go. They go. And I do that at school all the time, too, right? So we're going to do a little give me a J. Are you ready for it? Okay, so hold on. You gotta get and this. Don't be like West Michigan CRC grammatically <laughs> correct, okay? So I'm gonna say, give me a J, and then you guys are gonna say, J, you got your J, you got your J. I mean, you can do whatever you need to do to like turn up the sassiness, right? And then I'll ask for an E and S. We're going to be spelling Jesus. And then when I say, what's that spell? You say, Jesus. Because that's what it spells. He's the king of kings. Jesus. Lord of lords. Jesus. He's coming back. Jesus. Okay. Now we can Does it sound okay? Punctuation and spelling. These are like the things I hated. But I'm like, some cool teacher made this up. And I'm like, the cops need to come to Zealand Christian. Because in that particular year, again, this was my first, well, not quite, let's say second year teaching. Um, had a class of 28. Holy crap, 28 kids. Like, how do I do this? It's like the first year I had 16. Then they were like, oh, here's 28. <laughs> So anyway, they needed to fix things a lot. So I'm like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna call the cops. So Very yeah, I was much younger then. I can tell. Still.
Punk. Boom. <laughs> Down she goes.
It was not fun. Oh, there's Nina that I talked about earlier. For centuries in Egypt, because of our friend Joe, then Moses got this woman up and let my people go. Bloody water. Look out. Green and heavy hens were the first two flags of a total of so ten. For centuries in Egypt, because of our friend Joe, then Moses got this woman up let my people gift like oh they made a little card for their parents and wrote a poem or whatever so same thing super easy doing um other stuff oh these are new have you ever heard of kids track before okay so there's a couple songs that i do um as we're moving to stations listen to this one this one's so funky this isn't mine this is don't search other music of theirs. They do kid-friendly ones, and then not so kid-friendly. But he's a rapper, so check it out. Here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I love doing math. I love doing math. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I love doing math. I love doing math. 
now we're walking over to where we're going to do some little It's not my song, it's theirs, right? There's other ones too. Hygiene. Check this one out, this is my favorite. Uh, right before lunch. Yeah. They know, they're like... <laughs> They're going out to the bathroom. <laughs> but it's the same over and over. Wash your hands. 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 It keeps going too. Wash your hands. 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 This one's funny. I was gonna make you guys all fun each other, but this one's called Everybody Needs a small moments. This was this year too. Like, if you have this, people have smartphones. So Olivia goes, oh, that's right. We've got a whole bunch of caterpillars at home. Can I bring one in? Yeah, you better. Like, I gave her a little, you know, science kind of tub thing. She puts it in there. Um, and of course, classic, like we missed it overnight. But like it emerged. They did a huge butterfly unit in um, first grade. So they're all interested. So this is her setting it free. This is hilarious. Just like wave it up. No, don't just wave it up. Just be careful. I know, seven and eight-year-olds are so positive about everything, right? Um, just show them. Be a light. Share stuff. And just be there with them. You don't have to be the smartest or the most prepared, trust me. Or, like, all of that stuff. They just want you to be there and do stuff with them, right? I know, that's very well said. All right, so let's quickly look. This is in your actual packet. I finally got here. I did a program at the OAISD, and it was called um, Sunday School. If you ever get a chance to do anything through this Ottawa County thing or anything about design thinking, super good. Like, it was, I was skeptical because it sounded like a lot of work. And it was teaching in the summertime. But they paid me money for it, right? So it was free training and you got paid for it. But basically, long story short, it took kids through the creative sequence. And I know that one got a little dark. But there's these different chunks of the creative process that we work through. Our job was to go to Captain Sunday, which is like an ice cream place in Seattle. Oh, yeah. It's so good already. I'm like, okay, I could do that. And then these kids, we got to create and design brand new Sunday for them to hopefully sell and get excited about. But then we had to go through all of these different protocols. Protocols. But this was great for me because, like I said, I still came kind of from the thing like, oh, there's creative kids and there's not. But this process is so accessible for all kids. So what I did was is I went through and I just pulled out ones that I've actually done. 
so you all know this, when you start a project, have like an entry event. Have something that kind of signifies like we're starting this big project, right? Um, and it can be a trip someplace. Sometimes, like for our Zealand history unit, we'll go to the museum. This freaks out the museum docents because they want to like be there and be like, this is this and this. Sometimes we go to the museum and I'm like, we don't actually want you to say much. We're just going to explore first. And that can be a great entry event for Zealand history or whatever. So... And we do that because it's called like the anticipatory set, right? It's like, what are you, how are we going to get excited? It doesn't have to be huge, but just something. So, also, find out what bugs you and then do a PBL about that. So this is a protocol for making a bug list. Kids have things that annoy them too, like at school. The pencil sharpener is a piece of crap. Like, it doesn't work, right? They don't say piece of crap, but like, it's, everything's crooked. Like, okay. I feel that that bugs you. I've observed that that is not working. What can we do, right? So some of these things are just super, super easy, but making a list of things that bug you, right? That's the next one. I'm going to zip through these. This was really fun. I had my kids do this this year. I should have brought them in, but I gave them away at conferences on Monday and Tuesday. For this class, we had to make a six-word memoir. So I had to save my life in six words. I don't remember what mine was, but it was hard, right? It was hard to like narrow down what things were valuable. Kids can do this too. I made them. I gave them huge options. I said, you can draw whatever. And I even gave them a template. I said, one year I tried to give them like a face template, and then none of the girls had hair. It was so weird. Like They felt like they had to stay in this template. And I said, look, here's all these supplies. Draw me a self kind of portrait, what you look like. That's classic, right? But then include some words that would go along with you, right? And we've done stuff like that, but some of the words that they chose are really significant, right? From brother to sister to child of God to swimmer to football player, or, you know, whatever, but it's what they value, right? That observes kids, too. It's a good beginning of the year thing. You know their strengths and stuff. How many thoughts per minute they have, Right? Track it. These are all just quick directions. And I'm not going to read them all because it's ridiculous, but you can read them. That's why I gave it to you. Okay? Quick brainstorming activities. Keep zipping. I did this this year, too. Um, and with parents, too, at our parent meetings. While they were sitting there waiting and we were having this awkward pause, I'm like, oh, feel free on a sticky note. Write a hope and a fear for this year. For you. And, you know, your second grade student. It was amazing how they connected Right? And it was just really cool to see the kids and the parents. And show them, right? Hopes, fears, dreams. Other things like making a tower together, those are fun. More investigation stuff. I'm going to keep clicking because I don't want to keep you here. This is one that I've actually done again. It's called an empathy map. Raise your hand if you've ever seen an empathy map. Okay. Yeah. So, trying to put yourself in the place we made ours about math students. Like, what does a second grade math student think? What do they see? What do they say? What do they do? So you can do it for your music class. Like, you know, what does a band student think, see, say, do, feel? You learn a lot about kids and what they think about math. Here's a couple of them. I think I threw them out here. Oh, yeah, this is JoJo. Can we make up a name for them? I don't care. Go ahead. JoJo. Um, look at what he says, though. I'm I am saying good job. I'm feeling happy. 
I am doing math. I think work, right, in math group. That's what this child thought. Like, that's what math group looks like. There's other ones, cutie pie. She's thinking, shh, that's math to her, shh, right? Or here's an equation, right? Or she's turning something in. Maybe that's what math is, right? So it's just really kind of cool. Like, I don't want to, like, psychoanalyze them, but it's different, right? Those are markedly different. Oh, chatty Chad, really? Okay. I'm saying, listen up. Okay. Doing typing? I don't know. Feeling not good. I know this student, and I know that math is super anxiety world for him. All right? He's got so many other strengths, but get to know your kids that way. And then there's some kids that totally miss it. Sunday. Could you tell that to someone, how, how this is going to happen? And it gives you nice directions. And they're fast, they're fun. Um, it's just a way to kind of wrangle, you know, a design kind of process thing. So, Any other questions? I don't want to keep flipping through these. Because you can read. Yeah? Yes, in the back. So, I saw a lot of your pictures and obviously have music talent. Yeah. So for some of us that don't, like the one kids track was a good link up to something. Do you have any other links to get, like clips of music when you jump? Because the videos were successful. The music was great. So I don't know anything about it. Did I pay? Yeah. I don't know where kids have music. Yeah, for sure. So you can do lots of things. I mean, there's tons of great things like Bible story or um, Bible memory, Seeds Family Worship. Ever heard of Seeds Family Worship? Really good. I've had lots of like seed, like S E E D seeds, family worship. They're really good, and a lot they've got so many scripture verses that you're like, oh, we do that one anyway. So I'll use theirs sometimes for sure. And I just happen to have. No, no pressure. But you can so buy a CD from um, starving Christian school teacher. No. <laughs> other jobs. So anyway, 10 bucks a piece. It's pretty cool, though. This one, the Learning Jams, has 33 big hits. 33. <laughs> and then the Bible one has got, I don't know, 20. Anything else? I know I didn't want to bore you too much. Hopefully you can take something, and especially like from that pack to try something. Just do it. Be risky. All right? Awesome. Thank you so much for your time.